Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes. I'm Jeremy Jones, and with me today is my brother Jonathan. Today we have a special movie for y'all. Jonathan, would you consider it a staple of our childhood? This is very much a staple. Quack, quack, everybody. Uh, quack, quack. I did not realize until rewatching it how much of a staple this movie was for our family, actually. Mainly for mom. Yeah, mom really likes it. I, but I think this is one that dad would sit through as well. So I, I don't know. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to talk about it and see if this, you know, is in the same category as a uh, cheaper by the dozen or anything like that. But definitely, we got a lot of this movie was definitely in heavy rotation with Jones household. Well, Jonathan, uh, it was your turn to pick the movie. So why don't you let the audience know what movie we're talking about today? Audience, prepare for bottle. Because we are covering The Pacifier. (laughs) Okay. That is the tagline on the movie poster. Prepare for bottle. (laughs) Prepare for bottle. (laughs) What? Okay. Uh, Man. You better prepare for... Not even just... It just says prepare for bottle. Prepare for bottle. It, it makes me think it's going to be like a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something like that. Like, prepare Dude, for bottle. Is. This, is, <laughs> this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I mean, That's basically. It it's like they wrote it for him, just, and then it just kind of got put on the shelf, and they're like, oh, who's the next mid-2000s action star? Oh, let's get, know, let's get the guy who was the voice of the Iron Giant. That was his best role ever. I'm just yeah. going to say that. I didn't know that until maybe a few years ago that I was, I was he voices around. a lot of th- he's, he's the voice of Groot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, when you say uh, he, are you referring to Mark Sinclair? Uh, yes. Good, good. Apparently that's because Vin Diesel's real name. I, Mark Sinclair. Wow. I did not know that actually. <laughs> you mean his parents surname wasn't Diesel? <laughs> <laughs> who would name their son Vin? I mean, if I, mean his... I guess you can't. I guess you can't be an action star and be called Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, yeah, I knew he was the voice of Groot and Iron Giant. But I mean, besides the pacifier, I mean, I hadn't really seen many <laughs> Vin Diesel movies, especially as a kid. No, um, I think I've either. seen. I think I've seen the original Fast and the Furious, and that's basically it. And really? I'm just surprised at how they keep making them. And I've heard they've gotten better, but oh yeah, I'm just not a car guy, so I don't know. I saw the first one. I was like, I think I get the point of this. They're making a ninth one. Yeah, ninth one's supposed to come out this year. Wow. I thought it was ridiculous when they announced Fast Five, but here we are, Fast Nine. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting really um, creative with the titles. You know, because this one's just called F nine. I was gonna say, there's absolutely no consistency to the Fast and the Furious like titles, because we've got nope. we got we've got uh, it starts with the Fast and the Furious, then we've got Too Fast, Too Furious, then the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, then we've got Fast and Furious. It omitted the 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 at that one. Then it starts mixing Are it you up. Kidding we got, me? We got Fast Five, 
We've got Fast and Furious 6. Then we've got Furious 7. Then we have <laughs> The Fate of the Furious. How are we supposed to know if that's the eighth one or not? Because it rhymes with eight. <laughs> the <fate>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I bet the movie poster has like the letter F and then eight. Gross. It does. <laughs> oh, we could do their job. And then, and then the new one coming out this year is F nine. So, um, yeah, well, just absolutely it seems no consistency. Like he's also going to be. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And they've already announced Fast and Furious ten. So, okay, it's a little confident. But we're not here to talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise. Not at all. We're here to talk about not. Avatar two. <laughs> we're here to talk about the past four. when will it come out yeah John, do you remember the first time we watched this or maybe just you so when I hinted at covering this movie last week I think I mentioned that I kind of saw it for the first time yeah and so there was an asterisk an asterisk to my first viewing of this movie because I didn't actually see the movie I listened to it <laughs> Did you? Um, at least part of it, and then probably fell asleep. But I remember we were in a cabin in North Carolina, mid two thousands, post picking me and probably my older brother Justin up from camp. We went to a camp yeah. in North Carolina, and I think at this point, I don't know if Larry, older our older brother Larry, was there, but I know we. Do you remember we we rented a cabin with the Smiths family? I specifically remember that. So after we picked after we got picked up, us and the Wait, Smiths were there. Wait, with the Smiths? Yeah, the Smiths were there too. Um, it was remember... only like one night or two. Oh. Um, I remember dropping all off at camp and getting a cabin for us, and just staying in that cabin for the week. So. I think that's what happened, but then the Smiths came up and picked up like Paul and Adam and Yeah. So the Smiths came up and then we all stayed at the cabin that night after we got okay. picked up. And okay. then maybe we went the home on... the next day or we were there the rest of the weekend or whatever. Anyway, yeah. I don't know if like the person that had the cabin had the movie there. Sometimes you stay places and they have like movies there. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know if the Smiths had brought it, but I just remember like we came back from camp and they're like, oh, we've got the pacifier. We're going to watch that tonight after dinner or something like that. And I just it remember. It seemed like it was in 2005. Yeah. I don't know when, if it was 06 or something. Or six. I don't know. It's... But that's, I remember that being when I was like four. Because if it was 06 and the pacifier came out, I would have been able to go to camp. Well, I think there was a couple occasions where they stayed in cabins. I feel Yeah. Like. That's probably, the one I'm remembering is. Specifically me wearing that Joe Cool shirt, white t-shirt, and uh, I got a Shoney bear from Shoney's, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember me and dad just walking around, like walking down the mountain, finding a creek, and me almost falling in, yep. and then going back up Typical for Jeremy. the entire week. Yeah, And then he found like a golf cart in the woods and drove it into the creek and <laughs> almost ran over dad crazy mom was there <laughs> uh but then i remember going up and watching rocky and bowwinkle because that's all they had there okay that's a different cabin that's a different cabin. that was a different okay. cabin i okay. i kind of remember that so i was like four there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a different one i i don't know if we rented the cabin or the smiths did all i know is we were there for maybe one night after camp ended okay and i, I think they had stayed there while we were at camp but um so somehow this Dude, movie I, was here and they're like, oh, we're going to watch this. And I was really excited, but it was like really late at night. And it was one mm-hmm. of those things where it was like, I don't know if Larry was there, but I know Justin and Adam, maybe Larry. And they were like, uh, we're going to watch this and you're not allowed. <laughs> you're not, you can't come with us. Not because it wasn't rated for you, just because they didn't want they you. They just didn't want there. me there. But oh, that sucks. But it was one of those things where there was so many people in this cabin. It was one of those situations where like kids are just sleeping wherever. So I was like, had to sleep on the floor yeah. in the living room somewhere. <laughs> and so I just remember I was like off to in this like side room while they were watching the movie, <laughs> and I was Aww. supposed to be asleep, and I couldn't help but listen to it. 
And so I specifically remember like listening to it. It's like, man, I wish I could be watching this movie right now. Jonathan, I would like, where was I? (laughs) I I don't know where you were. I think you were like upstairs in a, in a room or something. I don't know. Dude, I don't remember any of this period. Anyway, I, I do remember like trying to like sneak a few like glimpses and like I saw a few scenes, but I remember, I remember specifically the opening of this movie. Like, it sounded really intense. Like I thought, oh man, this is an action movie. Oh no, like something happens. This guy gets killed. It's like, oh man, this this is a good movie. I got to see this. It sounds interesting. So it had to have been 2005 because Justin graduated in 2005. I guess so. It like the movie must have just come out on DVD or something like that. Yeah, because I I know the movie came out in 2005. I would remember this. I don't know if I was even there because that was the year that I was technically allowed to go to camp because they let people, they let eight year olds go to camp, but then our year, they only let 10 year olds go to camp. So we got gypped two years of camp um, that year. And I was and very you went upset. to camp in Florida and I, I went to the North Carolina Not until 2007, not till I was 10. Okay. I don't know, man. I... Dude, I can't, we got to find like a disposable camera and like, get those pictures developed because that's the only <laughs> way there's pictures from there because <laughs> i don't remember any of that maybe, maybe it'll come to me during the podcast maybe but... you weren't there um and who knows maybe i wasn't there but no. <laughs> you'd think i would remember that because like also you'd think i would be with you how old were you you would be well in be 2005 like i would have been like 13 ish yeah probably just turned 13 so um, so me as a eight-year-old would be following you around so i would probably be just as miserable with you so i don't think i was there the thing is i know i know paul and bethany were there as well yeah and i don't they weren't down there you know with us either so i feel like there was other rooms and maybe you were upstairs like staying with mom and dad just because you were younger i don't know i doubt that i was eight (laughs) I don't if know. I was maybe. eight. I get the same rights as you on the floor. <laughs> Whatever the situation or, was, I unless you were down there and you just fell asleep instantly. <laughs> I guess. I just that's know the that only way movie, I couldn't. This movie was on in the background and I wasn't allowed to watch it because there was a couch blocking the way and they didn't want me coming over there. <laughs> they are ruthless. That is so evil. Older brothers are so mean. Anyway, so that was my first viewing of this movie was kind of hearing it and seeing a few scenes. I'm like, man, this this looks like such a great movie. I can't wait to actually see this thing. Um, but then after that, I honestly I couldn't tell you like uh, when we actually bought it and started watching it as a family because I never bought it. You this is one that you had in your collection, right? Yeah, I I don't. I can't remember if I bought it or I got it for Christmas or something. Jonathan, I have zero memories with this movie except that except for the fact that we watched it. Yeah, a I lot. Don't... Um I remember the best part of the movie is the Merninator. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> every he scene carried with the Brad movie on Garrett his back is the best scene of this movie basically. Yeah. Um <laughs> with the finale of him singing as a nun. <laughs> having you around now now that Mernie's found his true calling (laughs) so yeah that's that's my memory of this and we don't know how we how we uh, ended up buying it we just we owned it and ended up watching it a ton as a family our mom really likes this one Okay. Um, I, I remember. Is there any way we can unpack this memory a little bit more to where I can slightly remember this? Because I don't, <laughs> and I want to remember this. I well, feel like the audience remembers more than I do right now. <laughs> we might have to do like some some investigative reporting after the podcast is over, and and give an update next week if we can figure out where you were, if you were at this cabin, if there's any pictures you would of think it. Think if we're at a cabin, mom and dad would take pictures because you don't ever you don't stay at a cabin all the time also if it was north carolina camp i'm with them what are they gonna do leave me in florida you know i 
I would have to say the situation is more likely that the Smiths rented this cabin and yeah. they came up and then, and they maybe stayed there. And then, um, and then afterwards mom and dad came to pick us up, but yeah. we stayed, we all stayed together at the same cabin that night and then went, you know, I don't know if their family went and did some other vacation stuff or I know we probably just went home. Okay. Well, I, whatever, I guess I didn't, We'll we'll have to see. We'll unpack this another. We'll do some time. more digging, and we'll keep. T- <laughs> we'll have to see where you were at. If you were there, if you were just passed out and just not. I don't know. That's so unlike me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make most sense for me not to remember because I was asleep. So um, the other the other thing I think about when watching this movie, the uh, the selling the Girl Scout cookies or the Firefly cookies. And like the standoff between the fireflies Dude, and the Cub Scouts. We can talk about this. And so we me and Jeremy have lots of Cub Scout selling experience of Cub Scout. Standing in popcorn. front of the sports authority for hours <laughs> trying to sell our overpriced popcorn. Meanwhile, these girls can don't even have they can just breathe and people flock towards them. Yeah. It, it's they don't feel bad for boys, they feel bad for girls that have to sell stuff. And it's easier to buy stuff when it's a delicious cookie and we have popcorn. Oh man. The, the, uh, those, uh, I don't know what they were called. Cause like in, instead of girl scouts, they were called fireflies, but the boys, yeah. they weren't called cub scouts. All it does is call them troop 16. So yeah. I just refer to them as troop 16, but I feel troop, like, I feel like the, um, the they were pretty harsh on those cookies though. It's like, nobody oh, wants yeah. your skanky cookies. <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, those kids were not even intimidating either. They were like scrawny little boys. <laughs> what glows in the dark and you try and squish them? Fireflies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a, that's, a, that's weird. <laughs> Jeremy, what, but, what is your experience selling popcorn though? Did you enjoy that at all? Zero. <laughs> One, I didn't even want to buy the popcorn. Okay, our caramel corn was good, but also, who's going to spend twenty bucks on caramel corn? Yeah, do you, you do get you a remember, souvenir ten? I I think I remember the prices of all the popcorn tiers. Do you remember the the prices? I remember it being like fifteen bucks for extra butter. So they, we had uh, basically the popcorn was so expensive that really the way to go is you just had to sell single bags. Just the same. Yeah, pretty We'd much. Open up one and be dollar. like a dollar for a bag of popcorn to support us. Yep. <laughs> and that's where probably ninety percent of the sales would happen. Because <laughs> if you yep. wanted a full box of popcorn of the the individual popcorn bags, it was like ten bags, and it was like fourteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> for Trails End brand <laughs> popcorn. Were we even allowed to do that? The singles. Yeah. Because uh, we I wouldn't. Mean, we wouldn't make the four dollars. Well, maybe maybe there was more bags in there. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, because definitely we'd be losing money on that. I just remember <laughs> the the boxes being like fourteen dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe there was more bags. Maybe there was like fifteen bags in there because it was a longer box than like a normal box you'd get at the grocery store of like six or something. But still, um, they had like lightly butter there was like no butter or something i don't know butter extra butter and like butter did they have kettle butter. corn i don't think they had kettle corn yeah did well, they, they have kettle corn caramel, they had caramel corn in the tins so okay. they also they had like the round tins i remember caramel yeah. corn you could sell one of those for ten dollars and that was actually good yeah that was really good that was that was probably the second you know people were willing to drop some money on the popcorn they'd get the caramel corn but then, yeah. then they would have like the like a big like multi uh, flavored popcorn of like three different types with the dividers, and that was like a thirty dollar yeah. can. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, it had that nasty. I hate like cheesy popcorn. I hate that stuff. Really? So much. Okay. I hate it. It's not good. Jonathan, <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed. You love that, don't you? I, I'm. I'm look. No, I'm looking at the prices right now. Did they go down? No, they went up yeah. in their crappier products. Okay. Trail they don't popcorn. even have the tins. They have the white salted caramel popcorn in a bag. 
Yeah. They have white cheddar cheese popcorn in a bag. Oh, I see it now. Guess how much those are? Like a like a twenty to twenty five dollars <laughs> oh for one bag of popcorn, like like a I nine ounce, eighteen this. cups bag. What is the business model on this? Well, it says <laughs> when you do that, fourteen dollars of it is donated to, to Scouts. Um, see, and that that's was the ridiculous. Thing, like we, I don't want to donate to Scouts. This was like a big thing for fundraising. And we always mm-hmm. had to any like fundraising event. We always had to, we always had to participate in because we just didn't have the money yeah. to do do the campouts and stuff all the time. So this was like how we yeah. how we were able to do stuff. Um, yeah, but it was I was always so jealous of the Girl Scouts because one they actually had good products and they were like cheaper. Yeah. Like so, people how actually wanted them and they were affordable. You know, pay like oh, five two or five bucks for a thing of Thin Mints. People are like, yeah, I'll take a dozen of those. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then let's just fly off the shelves. And by the way, we'll get we'll get into Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. But that 12 pack of buttered popcorn, unbelievable butter. That's the one. That's the, that's the phrase. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable butter. Um, that is 12 pack microwave popcorn. Twenty five dollars. It went up ten dollars. <laughs> I don't understand this. And. Uh, frankly, I think we should sue. A class action lawsuit. <laughs> Hello. Did you sell Boy Scout popcorn in the years 1995 to 2005? You may be <laughs> entitled to a lump sum settlement. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> they, ha- they sell beef jerky now and they sell K-cup coffee. Okay. 32 count of Campfire Blend K-cup. K cup coffee is sixty five dollars. You still, you just know that the quality is trash and it's super expensive. It's just like yeah. I don't get it. So this brings <laughs> us to our sponsor, uh, Trails End Popcorn. Yes. Uh, if if you want to donate to Scouts, we'll give you a bag of popcorn. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, basically the Girl Scouts could easily just like they don't even have to. They did not even have to set up outside of stores they they do but all they had to do is tell their tell their parents and then the some dude in the office is just like all right my girl's selling cookies anybody want them and then everybody goes for it yep Mm -hmm. so like whoever had an office job like that that kid would always win and get the number one prize that was not fair (laughs) selling popcorn as a competition was not fair it was such an uphill battle for us. It really you was. You just don't understand the hardship of trying to sell Boy Scout popcorn <laughs> compared to Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> oh man, we didn't. Um, we, it was so bad. We didn't even talk to Girl Scouts like yeah. that. That is so true of how like the rivalries between Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Yes, our organization is far better. Yes, we have way more fun than y'all, <laughs> but y'all get cookies. Yeah. So that evens out, I guess. But man, we would result to doing other stuff just to raise money because, like, we stopped doing popcorn after a while. We would sell chocolate bars. That's what I was going to mention sell. earlier. We we started doing the the chocolate bars, and those were pretty good. World's finest, yeah. world's finest chocolate. Those were decent, and they were cheap because we just sell them for a dollar. And yeah, um, nobody <laughs> who goes to okay. So again, even if popcorn was like decently cheap um that's not like a uh that's not a splurge item or it's not like a impulse impulse buy like mm-hmm. cookies or chocolate would be like somebody's like walking around all day oh i could go for a chocolate bar yeah why not it's just small yeah. nobody's sitting around walking around the store and just saying you know what i could go for a full bag of popcorn right now yeah because it's not even microwave yeah you can't even immediately eat it unless you just want to pop it open and eat chew on the seeds <laughs> <laughs> get your act together trails end oh man now honestly i do remember it tasting different what do you mean unbelievable butter popcorn was really good yeah but, i couldn't i couldn't tell you because they I, never had like they never had just like white it was just straight yellow popcorn like you could see perfect <laughs> buttery yellow popcorn so i mean if you're going for the popcorn it is pretty good but it's not worth ten dollars. 
You know, I actually recently found an empty one of those caramel can tins. Yeah. Caramel popcorn tins. What does mom keep like stamps in it? You know what was in there? Larry and Justin's Pog collection. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I actually went through them. <laughs> and because uh, mom was like, oh, do you want any of these? And I, I looked through them and I, pil- I pulled out. Do you remember all the Adventures in Odyssey Pogs that were in there? Yeah. I pulled all of those out from the video series. But the rest nice. of them I didn't care about. So I don't know. We'll have to get Larry and Justin to look through them. But Are Pogs worth anything nowadays? No. They're just pieces of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so nevertheless, all of the uh, the rivalry between the Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts is a real thing. Maybe not yeah. that intense getting into fights and stuff. But, you know, Boy Scouts, we're just, we're just jealous of the cookies, man. Because we just don't it's have... It's not fair. The cookies are a superior product, hands down. Okay. And we can't compete. And Jonathan, that is facts. That is factual right there. Now, I have a proposal, Jonathan. Or I'm sure you're aware that a couple years ago, they started letting uh, girls join the Boy Scouts, which mm-hmm. makes not a lot of sense, honestly. If you're going to let the Girl Scouts come in, bring the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to ask. Yeah. I don't care. Y'all can have your own troops. Just bring the cookies for us to sell. That's yeah. so not fair. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some negotiation. Got to do some compromise here. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember some, you kind of started to mention, but do you remember some of the places we used to sell popcorn at? I remember Cash and Carry, Sweet Bay. Grocery same. Stores. Those are the same stores. Same store. Mm-hmm. But they changing. Um. Um. Sports Authority was the main offender. Blockbuster right used to be a big one when I was in Cub Scouts. Yeah, sell outside of Blockbuster, and that was probably yeah. probably one of the better locations. Um, and then when we started selling the chocolates, that's when one of our one of our assistant scoutmasters was like a bank manager, and he let us like set up a table outside of his bank. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. hey, people are withdrawing that money. Hey, let's you know if they don't have any money going in, we can hit them up on the way out. Yeah. I feel like we had remember, a special relationship. I feel like a lot of places probably wouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> probably not. Um, we had to just be friends with the vice president of Suncoast schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, but we not only did that like out in front of stores, but then um, the worst thing was going door to door. Like, dude, oh, I hated that. Oh, hated that. There's, there's not many things on this earth that I like despise more than sales in general. Dude, me <laughs> too. Not, Maybe that's why me. we hate sales. It's because Boy Scouts made us do it. Probably, you know. Yeah. I, I never got any better at it, that's for sales. sure. <laughs> no. I got decent at it. I remember you and Tim tried to get me to sell a chocolate bar without saying a word one time, and I did it. <laughs> it was very awkward, but I did it. Yeah. It- <laughs> <laughs> we would just get bored and it was just like what can we do to because we just sit out in front of these places for hours yeah but um i think going door to door i always remember um kind of this neighborhood in temple terrace i always remember this one specific house because this one lady she uh she bought two single bags but she paid with a 50 dollar bill and was like here oh, that's a yeah. donation and so that's where we made money was like people that felt sorry for us and they're like oh keep the change you know it's like here's the donation i'll buy a bag but just like keep it's like they pay us ten dollars anyway but they didn't want the popcorn who does (laughs) they just give us the microwave popcorn it wasn't good (laughs) you think you think selling products wouldn't be like why would that be the number one fundraiser for boy scouts an organization that's built on service So, like, wouldn't we, like, mow lawns or something or do something in the service industry, do something for people? Well, I think to we do knew, fundraisers, like car like washes. You mentioned, yeah, the car washes was like an alternative that we did. Also, that's what we, we were good at. We also did the infamous arts and crafts festival every year, parking cars. And oh, that was no. like the worst weekend of my life. Oh, no. Every year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you just unlocked a memory. Oh, I'm getting we, triggered. We need to go to the psych. That would mean need to there would the be this arts and crafts therapist. festival in Temple Terrace every year. And we somehow 
knew the right people and volunteered like, oh, the Boy Scouts will help park cars at this festival over the course of the weekend. And it was like an all day event that was started on like a Friday afternoon and would end like Sunday afternoon. And this would mean for us, (laughs) we would work it Friday afternoon, all day Saturday and Sunday afternoon after church. Yeah. That was was like a good time having those two hours off for church. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, but we needed to, because that was basically how we earned money for the entire year to go on yeah. like campouts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that a good, was our that was a good amount of money. We weren't good. I think we get like hundred something bucks. Yeah, it would be really that, good. That, for us. that alone would send us to summer camp, pretty much. Yeah, so it was a necessary but man, thing. Parking cars all day. No, no, these weren't these weren't thirteen uh, year olds driving parking cars they would be like standing out with vests and pointing people to park no yeah so it wasn't yeah, valet you had the vest uh, and like the the pointers to like tell people yeah point in this row here and they would never listen to you they'd never go where no you they wouldn't go never and then they ended up like parking in the dock right and then they would the they would park like crooked and then mess up your whole line oh that was the worst you know the i would live for that 30 minute break i got on sat- saturday afternoon Dude. With my my little ticket to go get a free hot dog and a can of soda as my lunch. A can of Sprite and a hot dog. Maybe a bag of chips, and that was my lunch. Carrying that raffle ticket. If you lost that raffle ticket, you were screwed. (laughs) Just walking around, not acting like you could afford the art there. You're like, oh, that's cool. And always being jealous because those kettle corn old ladies. Oh, you remember that? There, there's this group of old ladies that would set up in the gazebo there yep. and make mm-hmm. the best smelling kettle corn from scratch. Yeah. And we could never afford it because it was like $10. <laughs> Man, we could talk. We should start a spinoff podcast just talking about scouts because I could do this all day. Yeah. I mean, any any movie that has anything that references scouts in it, we can. We've got some stories, I'm sure, to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Good times. All right. Maybe we should uh, talk about the movie for once. I don't know. We could do that. But before we get into the movie, Jeremy, I think we have a uh, a special guest that is going to be joining us for this episode. Yeah, I I did want to introduce. I was able to uh, snag an interview with uh, Mark Sinclair himself, Vin Diesel, to talk a little bit about this movie and what he remembers. So I didn't think he was able to make the show. Yeah, he's uh, I was able to get an interview with him earlier today and uh so i'm gonna go ahead and play that here all right hi vin welcome to the show ready to get started that's a good question i'll take that as a yes so vin i know we're not here to talk about the fast and the furious movies but i just think it's really clever that you're in all these car movies and your name is vin diesel well i thought that that was clever too regardless i'm still excited to talk to you And I hope you're excited to be on this week's episode of Inside Quotes, Thailand's 14th most popular podcast. Despite all your other accomplishments, somehow, someway, you are of the very, very, very select few that has seen The Last Witch Hunter. (laughs) The Last Witch Hunter? No, nobody cares about that movie. No, we're here to talk about The Pacifier. Did you have fun shooting the movie? I had a lot of fun. I have to say, I had more fun shooting The Pacifier than any other movie I've ever shot. So every day it was wee with the baby. So are you an action star or a babysitter? What were you hired to do on this movie? My chief obligation was to babysit. Well, that makes sense. It definitely wasn't to act. You must have spent a lot of time with the kids in this movie. Do you miss them at all? No, 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 no. Well, what about the duck? Gary. Please don't talk about the duck! Easy, big guy. Look, I know you've been doing this whole acting thing for a while, but what did you think about Carol Kane's performance as Helga the housekeeper? You're all, you've never, you've been doing this for a while, you've been doing this for a while, you've been doing this for a while, and you haven't seen anything like it. She stole the show. 
There's nothing. She did it. We could all go home. I agree. She turned in an incredible performance. What a waste, considering this is such a goo goo gaga movie, you know? I don't think anybody's articulated as, as dead on as you. Thanks, Finn. You know, that segues perfectly into my next question. What did your character in The Pacifier teach you about immortality? Two years ago, if you said, hey, Finn, would you like to be immortal? I'd say, of course, we all want to be immortal. Who wants to die? But after spending so much time playing the character, the only thing I think of when I think of immortality is the countless lives, the countless loves, um, the never-ending mourning of, of all the loved ones you lost, and how painful that must be. Painful indeed. And speaking of your comedic timing, do you think you were able to show off your comedy chops in The Pacifier? So the comedic timing is all in the movie. <laughs> you have to tell me. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Is that true? You've never seen the movie? Yeah, I mean... Well, Vin, thanks for stopping by. To be honest, it was kind of a weird interview. Do you still want us to post it in this week's episode? It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys. Okay, so there you have it. The King of Cringe. Yeah, and Vin Diesel himself. I'm glad you got to meet Vin Diesel, Jonathan. But it's always interesting when we get a true celebrity on the show with us, and you know, it's always it's always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. We talked to so many celebrities, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always interesting when we have a chance to <laughs> interview these heroes from you know from these staples of our childhood. From our childhood, yeah. I think Jonathan, we sh we should get custom made staplers. <laughs> I think we could. I mean, I we probably could. We could look into that. Many staplers would be cool. Oh yeah, that might be an idea. Well, Jeremy, with that being said, I think we can get into this movie here. I thought you were going to say, with that being said, I think we can wrap up. <laughs> I think we can wrap things up here, Jonathan. Let me just say this: I respect this movie. From with, at, when it comes to our family. But watching this movie last night really made me upset because this movie sucks. <laughs> this movie is so bad. Probably one of the worst paced movies I've seen that we've yeah. covered, period. Also, you don't even know what it's about. You just assume... He he just is a babysitter, but you don't know what's going on outside of it, period. So he's just babysitting these kids while the mom goes and tries to unlock a box. Yeah, it, we're apparently <laughs> led to believe she's just sitting there for two weeks guessing passwords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Meanwhile, there's this ex-Navy SEAL that is a that is a commander who just retired to become a principal. Yeah. So <laughs> that also decides to fall in love with him. <laughs> yeah, I I was a little disappointed rewatching this one. Um look like getting into it when we, we were talking about it, I was really excited. So it's like, oh yeah, we used to really watch this one. And I, I just kind of my memories of it was like, this will be a good one to cover. This will be a good one. But it's it like really a grainy takes, film too. It really it takes like... a long time to get into it, to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Like it's got the intro scene and that's fine, like setting up I don't know what happens to the dad and all that. Yeah. But after that, it really takes a while to like get into like, it doesn't start getting good until, um, after he's like been babysitting for a little while. And even after like Helga quits, yeah, it, it really doesn't start getting any good until like they start to trust him a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Until then it's just like, there's very few laughs and Until it. then, it seems like it's like a 30 minute long montage of them vibing together as a yeah. family. It's just, but it's like very long. It's like what the movie is. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing goes wrong, but it's just like constant <laughs> clips of them like mastering babysitting and like all syncing together as a, as a group, as a red, red team. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. When I guess it, they had to stretch the movie out some. 
When it got to the stuff with the school, the scenes with Brad Garrett and the principal and stuff, those are the best scenes of the movie, I felt like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it got to there, things started picking up for me. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. And definitely <laughs> has some great moments in the movie. Um, but yeah, it just it took me a while to get into it, rewatching it. And I was I was a little disappointed I would agree. by that. I would agree with that. Yeah, no, especially watching this on the on the good old 2005 full screen I was display I same, ratio. Same thing. I was like, oh, full screen DVD. Man. Once again, I used to defend full screen. I thought full screen was so cool. You did. You did. But uh, widescreen was way better. That was I thought, before we had so, like a flat screen TV. It was when we had the tube TV still. Yeah. <laughs> we'd still watch widescreen. So I thought full screen was taking up the full screen. So we had most of it. I thought widescreen was stupid because you were losing the top two bars. But no. Yeah. You weren't. I didn't understand aspect ratios back then. Yeah. Who who does, you know? <laughs> Filmmakers. <laughs> Just awkwardly said, uh, Filmmakers. Filmmakers. <laughs> Duh. Anyway, the full screen version of the pacifier did not really hold up. Uh, especially the beginning. It really it would if it was widescreen. <laughs> That's true. But the beginning really like I remember that being like a cool action scene and it just really felt like yeah. a TV movie. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. I think we mentioned that when we talked about Sky High. <laughs> Watching it in full screen and like it feeling like a TV yeah. movie at times. That's how this kind of it's felt. just bad. It It just looked like a really old film grain. You could see the grain in the film like it was bad. And the fighting was not choreographed well. It's like the action scenes were all like, I'm going to punch you, but the camera's going to cut away. And then it's gonna, the next cut will look like you be on the ground. It's like <laughs> lagging fighting styles. So it wasn't even good fighting. Yeah. Well, maybe they wanted it to be a little grainy because, I mean, let's face it. Who wants to see Brad Garrett in the wrestling leotard in HD 4K? Up close and personal. No I think one. I saw enough. No one on this planet. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. Actually, uh, you know what the first part of the movie that I actually laughed at was? What? I wrote it down. Um, I didn't laugh at all until he's like being introduced to the kids and, um, he meets the mom and she's holding the baby. And all he does, all Vin Diesel says is ma'am baby. <laughs> and like nods at him to like meet them. Baby. <laughs> it was like, I actually laughed at that just cause I thought it was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did write down a few quotes from this movie, but um, before I get into that, I was going to say the thing I remember about this movie was I thought the writing was so good. Like I thought this was so clever the first time I saw this. Like yeah. I thought there was so many twists and it was like yeah. a good story. Who'd have thought like... the baking Asian neighbors would be the bad guys? Not me. <laughs> Not me. I just I just thought, oh, it's so unexpected. It was just like such a good story. And they turned it into this like family film. And it was just... and you know what? You, the movie does have its moments. I think it does have some clever stuff. It it takes a yeah. an, somewhat interesting premise for Vin Diesel and puts him in a family movie and you know, that's fine. And it's got some good, some good twists here and there. Um, but overall, you know, some of that was just like, Oh, okay. But okay. Now, Jonathan, <laughs> would you be, I mean, I would show this to art, my kids just because it's what I grew up on. Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't seen this movie, if I was in mom and dad's shoes, I would not have the patience to watch this movie. Um, I don't understand how don't they know. loved it so much. It Maybe I would. I remember mom loving it when the Girl Scouts beat up the Boy Scouts. And she'd always say, it's my way. I'm going to do things my way. No highway option. Yeah. Mom would always say that. She thought that was so clever parenting. So she would always like pick out parenting quotes from movies. <laughs> and Well, not even parenting quotes, just like quotes from movies and use them in her parenting. Maybe that's why we're so obsessed with movie quotes. But I remember that and like from the Grinch, she'd be like, wrong. Oh, yeah. 
all the time. No. <laughs> you know, it. I still recommend the movie. I It's got some good moments. It, it's got some pacing issues. I yeah. think it has some, some of the stuff, it, it wasn't as clever maybe as I remembered it being. But like Once again, lots of fart jokes. Yeah. Um, specifically, like I remember it being such a, this like dramatic scene when they like find the, the Nazi armband in Seth's locker. Yeah. It was just like such a dramatic moment when you find out, oh, he's like in the sound of music. And Is he's he not a like Nazi? a punk neo-Nazi skinhead. <laughs> I thought he was a Nazi. You know, like he died, you know, he finds out about the blonde hair and he's got the oh, contraband. No, what? No, you, you remember like Creeper being a uh, insult and not like a actually weird thing? Yeah, that like, was a weird thing. Now that word has changed over the years. <laughs> like, don't you? I wouldn't call somebody a creeper unless you actually meant it. Like, oh, that's yeah. not something. That's not a casual insult. Oh, Brad Garrett was straight creeper? up a bully in this movie. Like, just <laughs> hey, you got that creeper. <laughs> not be well, talking. I remember like creeper being like an actual like off the cuff insult. Like, what up, creeper? I don't know that I really remember it that much, but I was just surprised yeah. now rewatching it. I was like, this guy is like a school administrator. Like bullying this kid. Dude, he'd hang out with the wrestling kids too and bully kids too. <laughs> yeah. Relax. It's all right. The other thing was the whole like Peter Panda dance. I'm like, that's how you get to the, the ghost program in the vault underneath the house. It's like it was like this whole thing. He's like, Oh, I just thought it was to to get the, the baby, red baby, to go to sleep in the at night. Like, oh it, this was this big thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know some of that was like still i don't know it, also, it's still a what, is the, what did the software even do <laughs> what uh, is played, the ghost it, software it, it played a, a dvd of a patrick swayze movie <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen ghost really have you ever I've seen, seen that it once i've seen it once i yeah. think it was on i think it was on tv at uncle weldon's house one time yeah i've seen it one time um <laughs> But what was the actual software about? Oh, they like, don't. Why was it so important? They don't ever explain. I don't think. I think it's just a. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, ah. All I know is the Serbians are after it or something like that. It's like <laughs> at the beginning, it's like he's been kidnapped by Serbian nationals. And then <laughs> it, I don't think they ever explain why. It's just some some high security thing that needs to be secured. And, that the uh, dude keeps missing. in his garage. Yeah. You know, when they were building that house, how did he keep that secret from his family? Like it had to have taken a lot longer to get that house built from the foundation <laughs> and keep that a secret from everybody. You would think he would have noticed uh, like when he at the beginning when he gets to the house and he's setting up the cameras and like all this, he didn't like yeah. ever look in the garage and notice a grate in the garage. The dude is very thorough. <laughs> like, come on also he's very thorough thorough enough to leave his kid at chuck e cheese yeah a uh, woody woodchucks i don't get that yeah no freestyling in the ball pool <laughs> that that is one of the quotes from this movie that's that's dad's favorite quote <laughs> the, the other quote that mom quotes a lot from this is a, whenever we were like learning to drive after we'd pull in ha- pull into yeah. our driveway she'd like jump out of the car and be like land land mom mom quoted this movie a lot more than we did actually to be honest we never quoted this movie this is mom's favorite movie (laughs) yeah i don't think we actually like this movie that much oh we did we watched a lot we did i I still like mom's mom it's just it hasn't held up quite as much as i'd hoped no it's probably one of the worst ones that we've covered that hasn't held up (laughs) Do you have anything to say about the kids? We've got Zoe, Seth, Lulu, Peter, Tyler. Tyler. Worst names ever. <laughs> I like Peter. Peter's a cool name. But those are the most 2000s names ever. The kid just doesn't talk will, the whole movie, though. Don't you? Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> the kid's really awkward, actually. Even as a kid. he's he, Even as a little toddler, he's still very like, awkward. He looks old enough to have some lines, and he just doesn't talk. Yeah. So I was confused rewatching that. Um, I don't know. Zoe? Don't, don't you ever catch me naming my kid Zoe. Zoe. 
I hate that. I hate the spelling of it. Any spelling of it. Yeah. Zoe or Zoe. She I don't like she. It. There's like a shot of her bedroom, and she's got like the letters, like posted, like like wooden letters yeah. up on her wall, and it just makes it look like a sorority house, like Z O E. Like oh like yeah, Zeta. <laughs> It's like she's, she's just ready for the sorority house. <laughs> I, I actually looked up Deatrice. Uh, apparently, she's from Tampa. I did not know this. Is she really? Br- Brittany Snow. The girl from Pitch Perfect? Yeah, I, I know that she's in that. I've, I've never seen them. But, uh, oh, those movies are good, dude. She, apparently, she's from here, and she graduated from Gaither High School. So that was kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. That is cool. The story with Zoe, she... she I guess Zoe and Seth have the most like actual story because there's yeah. basically no story with t- the baby at all. Yeah. It's just for the, the Girl whole... Scouts. Yeah, yeah, she does have a little bit. I um, the I feel like the most attention is on Seth with his storyline. Yeah, I'd say so. There's a little bit of a storyline with Zoe and like getting her driver's license, and also like the like her boyfriend being like a scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> and just like trying to like not having to like put on a a brave face for the other kids that she like let out her emotions as she was building up with her dad dying and all that yeah yeah i didn't realize their dad died and they took that pretty well yeah well as kids i mean seth became a nazi so (laughs) i mean yeah that's true (laughs) at the end of the movie lulu is like all sad it's like does this mean you're gonna leave and like Vin Diesel is just like their mom's home. Of course I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I'll never forget you. You're my best friend. I'm just like they didn't Where have did that, that come from. I was just like, they didn't have that many moments in this movie. No, they I honestly felt like he had more the most connection with like Seth, maybe or Zoe. Yeah. I, I kind of remembered there being more moments with her, but there really wasn't other than like the fireflies stuff. Yeah. There's one part that I thought was really funny, actually. <laughs> After Vin Diesel comes back from like the Fireflies thing, um, and they have the uh, like the, he breaks up the party, and there's like all the baloney like uh, stuck to the the top of the kitchen ceiling with the, the baloney bandit struck again, <laughs> which I thought was an interesting point of continuity of like okay, so the baloney bandit from the from the yeah. from the school at this party, we still don't know who it is. The case has taken some interesting turns. <laughs> hmm, sounds like something American Vandal should cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was actually funny when like one of the pieces fell on his shirt and like he peels it off. And he's got the mustard stain. Mustard. He's, he's like, this is my favorite shirt. <laughs> he's just like, just wears the same white V-neck shirt. Plain white V-neck t-shirt the entire movie. <laughs> I thought that was actually funny. <laughs> The other part that I laughed at out loud, I mean, pretty much any scene with Brad Garrett, but like when he's like going to challenge him to like the wrestling, he's like, I'm a black belt. And then he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and his nose whistles. <laughs> he like restrains himself and it's like, sensei, sensei. <laughs> okay, Brad, Brad Garrett is the best. And then one other thing I wanted to mention about the uh, the play with Seth. <laughs> it's like, I guess this is just some like community theater. So there's just people of all ages yeah. in this. So it's just like he's he's doing this song 16 going on. Some 35 year old woman. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this like mid to late 30s pushing 40 woman that he's doing the scene with. I wrote down 16 going on 40. <laughs> oh, um. Let's talk about the uh, bank. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, everyone knows that the Swiss bank is like Swiss banking system is like the most secure banks. At least that's what pop culture tells us in movies. Yeah. Uh, that Swiss banking is the safest banking there is on this planet. So naturally, they'd have all of America's secrets in softwares. The key to it be locked in a deposit box at a bank that needs password and stuff. Mm-hmm. My question is, yeah, that's fine. But my question is, uh, why is there a French guy working at the bank? <laughs> Monsieur 
That is not the password. <laughs> like, I'm all. It is understandable that if you're from France, you can live anywhere you want, and you can have your accent anywhere you want. That's so fine. But in a movie where it's a Swiss bank, that just makes no sense. I don't think you need to be represented there. <laughs> you're saying the accent was a little sus, huh? It was a little sus. <laughs> and they specifically said Swiss, Switzerland. So, yeah. Well, I think with Swiss bank accounts, the thing is like, yes, it's secure, but there's also like this like no questions asked mentality, I think. It's like, you know, where you can like yeah. kind of keep things hidden from governments, I feel like, without yeah. like them reporting, you know, we're not going to ask what you put in our safety deposit box, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's like this whole thing of. Like, isn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, when you do taxes, don't they ask if you, like, have any, like, offshore bank accounts or Swiss bank accounts or anything? You're like wrong! <laughs> I feel like that's a question. Yeah, no, that, I think or it something is. something like that. And they've any also started, bank if, accounts. they started asking if you own any cryptocurrency, so. Yeah. You got to report if you're owning any of that Dogecoin. So, in the end, Aww. it's the, uh, the neighbors next door that uh, are the... Yeah. Are the ninjas that break into the house? The ninjas. Uh, this movie doesn't do very well with Asian stereotypes. I'm gonna say not. Doesn't at the help. slightest. <laughs> it's like you want to try and keep that zoo on the other side of your fence, and like throws the troll doll back over the fence. <laughs> which take care of that once you babysitter. The the troll doll got quite a bit. Of placement in this movie i'm curious if troll dolls like had any kind of product placement i feel like probably it wasn't just like picked up in one scene like oh i stepped on a troll doll it's like yeah. you see it prominently like moved around the house costco was another big one i feel like yeah product placement oh and before they play the 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 ghost dvd she uh lulu is like holding a box of booberry cereal yeah that was a cool looking box too one, one little nitpick about the ghost DVD is it shows a close up of the disc and it's actually not a DVD. It's a CDR. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe IT people will correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you can burn a movie to a CD. Maybe you can. <laughs> Maybe if I had cheaper by the dozen on a CD, I would have been able to listen to it when I got it in my Easter basket. <laughs> I tried to listen to it on our road trip. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, you know, I don't really have a whole lot else to say. Um, you know, the 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 play itself of, like, the sound of music, it actually works as far as, like, what the themes of the movie, I feel like. He's like, yeah. It's like, you know, the sound of music and it's like a nun ditching the habit for a guy in the military. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah as you said makes sense makes sense uh the merninator finds his true calling he quits his vice principal job to become an actor to probably not get paid at all in a local community theater production good luck to him man good luck i think he just got fired i don't know probably he 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 lost the wrestling match it's like well we can't if you lose we can't lose a wrestling match here yeah that's that was for the job. That's the thing is is Vin Diesel the vice principal now? Yeah, he is <laughs> vice principal and the gym and coach. wrestling coach and the drama teacher. <laughs> but like, I don't get that because he didn't hate his job. Like, he wasn't about to quit the Navy SEALs. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess he going into did. it, but he does kind of hint like when the guy's like, "Oh, I'm gonna." You're going to have your pick of assignment after this. And he's like, I'll have to think about that. And he's like, yeah. even with this family, it's maybe rethink some things. I don't know. So, yeah. At the, at the beginning, I thought he was going to like fall in love with their mom. I, I forgot uh, about the principal. I did too. And I was like, that would be a horrible move. That would be a very I, horrible move. I was like, yeah, I, I forgot about that. I forgot that in, the Gilmore girl that, was in this movie. <laughs> the Gilmore girl. And that was extra awkward when Peter called him daddy. That was weird. That was an awkward scene. That was, was so awkward. And he didn't even correct him. He's just like, I guess you don't. Say. 
I guess in that case, you don't correct him, but I don't that, know. Okay, so he did talk. That was his only scene, and he called Vin Diesel yeah. daddy. <laughs> I, I did forget about the principal, and she had good scenes. Yeah, she's a good I, I liked her I character a lot. I don't like her as a as an actress a lot. Really? It, that, not really. <laughs> she's she's plays the same character in every single thing. Hey, you know what? She's in this Mighty Ducks Game Changer show, so I'm gonna give her a pass. I'm like I'm liking this so far. <laughs> Dude, it's good. It's real good. We're gonna we're gonna have Pork on and review this this the uh, season one after it's finished airing. So for those of you yes, please. Mighty Ducks stands out there. Stay tuned for that. I'm going to text Pork up right now to give him a heads up. <laughs> actually. Because it is pretty good. So Jeremy, as we're wrapping up here, any any final thoughts on the pacifier? Pretty much the only thing I have to say would be, you know, like when you're feeling low, like lower than the floor, and you feel like you ain't got a chance. Bum, bum, bum. Just don't, don't, <laughs> don't make a move till you're in the groove. And do the Peter Panda dance. Yeah. Hop three times like a kangaroo. Maybe sidestep twice like the crabs do. Who knows? Uh, three steps forward, one step back. Quick like a turtle. Lie on your back. Roll like a log till you can't roll no more. And hop quick like there ain't no floor. Oh, hold your breath and jump to the left. And that's the Peter Panda dance. Hmm. That's the only advice and final thoughts that I have to in this podcast with words of wisdom from it here from so, inside quotes. Yeah. Song and a dance. Now my question is for that. My last final thought with the Peter Panda dance. Uh, he says, don't make a move. Everything is very, it's on a grid. So it's like hopscotch. He, he just follows the lyric, the, the things, but it's the first step is very crucial as well, but it doesn't say which step it is. So he just guessed. Him. Don't make a move. So you're in the groove? Yeah. He could have died there. He could have cinched his eyebrows. Well, I guess he knew where not to step because of the the neighbor lady. She, yeah, I she cinched so. off her. She almost got her yeah. face lasered off. <laughs> it was like a six six deep grid. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say with final thoughts, you know. Um you know, they wrote the writers of this movie. They wrote this movie, and they wrote the scene, the wrestling scene between Vin Diesel and Brad Garrett. Yeah. And they decided the pacifier move was going to be the title of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you go for. I I don't I'm not complaining about the title. It works. You know, if you want to prepare for bottle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just the scene, you know. I don't know it's always funny to hear the t- the name of the movie mentioned in the movie, and so this has a, yeah. a classic example. Of the it. pacifier, and my that personal cool. favorite, the pacifier. <laughs> so that scene alone is probably the best part of this movie. I think that's the only reason they wanted to make this movie. It's just so Vin Diesel could wrestle Brad Garrett in a jockstrap. <laughs> I don't know. Overall, it's got it's got its moments. Uh, it doesn't quite hold up the way I, I was hoping it would. And so for that reason, it, I'm probably not going to put this at the same tier as a uh, as a national treasure or a nah. father of the bride, cheaper by the dozen, home alone nah. staple. Nah. But we did get quite a few rewatches out of this movie and it's got its moments. So I still I still I don't even know it. if I want to give it an honorable mention. Uh, we know, could we could. I mean, any movie we cover on this podcast is a is an honorable staple. So, I mean, we've mentioned it, so it's got to be somewhat honorable. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, what we, are we, we gonna, can't have just all honorable mentions. I mean, are we gonna are we gonna give it a, a dishonorable discharge? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> or the principal got an honorable discharge from the military. Yeah. So, so clean as a whistle. I think we 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 have the responsibility to not just cover good movies. Like we we have to cover the bad ones too. And unfortunately, this is a bad one. Mm. It did not age well. Well, according to Vin Diesel's uh, Wikipedia page, uh, in 2015, he said a sequel was in the works. I very much doubt it, but 
with Vin That's Diesel. What Vin Diesel is saying. I mean, yeah. Usually those late sequels don't have the I, same I, actor. Maybe a Disney maybe Plus the Rock sequel. Yeah. No, this does not deserve a Disney well, Plus sequel. At this series. point, I don't think The Rock would fill in as the sequel, but there was a period of time no. where just like a movie would be made and then the sequel a random straight to DVD <laughs> sequel would like have a different actor. Or Yeah. You know, like you got And like that different Fury. actor was always The Rock. Yeah, and the- except for that one time where The Rock started the Tooth Fairy and it ended with Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's wrapped up. I, I really don't have anything else to say about this movie. Yeah. Um, next week, Jeremy, it's going to be your turn. Uh, you want to give us a hint about what we're covering next week, or do you just want to leave us with a clip? Yeah. So next week we've got a good movie planned. So here's a clip. Why didn't you wait at the school? You were supposed to wait there. Lilo! Do you not understand? Do you want to be taken away? Answer me! No! No, you don't understand? No! No? What? No! (laughs) You're such a pain. So why do you sell me by a rabbit instead? At least a rabbit will behave better than you! Go ahead, then you'll be happy because it will be smarter than me too! And quieter! Don't like it because it's stinky like you! Out of your room! I'm already in my room! So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him at GroovyBridge on Instagram. Uh, give him a follow. And send him a DM. Tell him congratulations for graduating. And if you want to find us on Instagram at InsideQuotesCast, uh, give us a follow. We post about our weekly episodes. And if you have any suggestions for future movies that you want us to cover, send us a DM. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. No highway option. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to our childhood stories just as much as we like talking about them. And we hope to see you next time on Inside Quotes. And obviously, I quit. Exit? Stage right. Exit? Just a day job that someone's got to do. It's kind of hard whenever one looks up to you. Try to make it look easy. Gonna make it look good like any.